Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1. Hey, that's what horses eat. I have a question. Oh, oh, no. That was funny. Dad joke. Yeah, they're all terrible. So what does it mean? No, actually, there's like a podcast of dad jokes, but that's a whole other story. What does it mean that I can't feel my face? What does that mean? Well, if you've never experienced it, then you've never been blitzed or stoned or drunk enough. Is that what he's yeah. referring to? Yeah, yeah. It's like no, I don't think so. Yes, 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 yes. That's when you get like you know really wasted. You know, I oh, man, after you know like I can't feel my face. Like that's like no, che- this that's, has something to do that's with like how Cheech much and Chunk. Loves this girl. Hey man, I can't feel my face. Matter of fact, I heard an ad on on. Uh, the radio, one of the other stations, one of our competitors, uh, for uh-huh. one of the new uh, marijuana dispensaries, and the guy comes on and he says, "Hey man, if you want that, I don't, I can't feel my face feeling. Come on down to X Y Z dispensary where we've got the best stuff in town." I thought they were only doing <laughs> medical marijuana. What a sham! You know, there. I, I don't know. If, I, I find this whole thing interesting because of the fact that. There's a really interesting court case that's going on in the state of Missouri that a lot of people around the country are watching. There's a family, a farming family, someplace, I think down in southern Missouri, that applied to be, because, you know, you had to apply to be a, a, you know, a testing. A grower. A grower. You had to apply to be a grower, and you had to apply to be a, a, you know, a manufacturer and a dispensary and a test center. And the retail centers aren't open yet. Okay. So the family is suing, essentially saying, look, we're farmers. We don't need permission from the state to grow anything. We want to grow corn, we grow corn. We want to grow beans, we grow beans. We want to grow whatever, we grow whatever. And why should we, and they're complaining that, that and this is sort of interesting, that they had this deal where you, you, know, you, got, you, you applied and then they scored your application. And they're complaining that... that they, I think they got so many applications that they couldn't well, score them all. Well, no, no, no. They got so many I mean, to the point where, see, <laughs> there's an interesting story behind that as well, too, that apparently this company that did the scoring, that they put out a, a bid for the a company to do the scoring on the applications and nobody bid on it. And then they changed the, you know, uh, the, the RFP and essentially said, okay, and the one change they made was in the first RFP, they essentially said that uh, the applications would be um, assigned a um, um, what it called a unique generated code number. So, in other words, the the people would not know who it was. Get what I'm saying? So, in other words, it would be like yes, yes, five six nine X Y Z, and you would never see who the name of the applicant was. It would just be well, we're looking at we're looking at looking at five six nine X Y Z. It was it was like a blind study. Yes, kind of. but then they changed it so that the people, the applicants, could pick their own uh, code number, and a lot of them used like the name of their companies in there, like somehow or another, you know, like you know. You know, Joe Blow, you know, one, two, three, or something like that. And people go like, oh, we know who this is. And they claim that was that was the, the inside shtick there, that the people who had done this before in other states. Remember, we, I told you that story about, what was it, like two, three years ago? That guy called me up, wanted to buy one of our buildings. Yes. Remember that? Yes, I remember that. Right, the guys, I mean, he's ready and to. And you were like, what, a foot away? Oh, no, I from... was, I was, I was uh, 50 feet too close to a church. 
And yes, yeah, that's what it was. And because you have to be a thousand feet away from a school and a thousand feet away from a church, and I was like nine hundred and fifty feet. And this guy was to the point where he was going like, "I can drop by a cashier's check for half the purchase price tomorrow." <laughs> and the problem was, I was in Las Vegas at the time for our uh, broadcasters convention. And I go, well, I'm not there right now. Where are you? I'm in Las Vegas. Well, on vacation? No, actually, I'm here for our convention. And he wanted to meet me the next morning. And I said, I can't. I'll be back tomorrow night. I can meet you, you know, the day after tomorrow, you know, anytime. And this guy was from Chicago. He's going to drive down and, you know, hand me cashier's check. And, and, and he, he didn't even want to buy the building. He just wanted to lease it. You know, he was just like, you know, and, 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 he, and, and this was the interesting thing. Lease with an option to buy it and tear it down and build it over again. He was like, okay, whatever. Must be money in this. And he told me they owned, I don't know, three or four places in Illinois and some other states. So, but, and when you think about that, you know, especially with the farmers, you know, the farmers don't need any permission to grow any kinds of crops. And matter no, of fact, matter of fact, they you know if they're if they're good farmers, they rotate the crops so that you know one year they're putting corn in, the next yeah, year it's isn't beans. it that they put in carrots to be the last to suck up all the pesticides? No, I heard that. no, no, they put in carrots because uh, that's a tribute to Bugs Bunny, and uh, that's what they do. It's, it's not. <laughs> well, I mean, it is, but that's not why they do it. It's right. It's right. You know, I mean, whenever he has like you know the anniversary, like every five years, they grow carrots because oh, this is the ninety fifth anniversary of Bugs Bunny, so we'll put carrots in. No, I don't think that. No, it's mainly there. There, it's like at least in our area, for the most part, it's, it's beans and corn. They go back and forth between, you know. But you know, one of those things. So, um, anyway, I don't know how we got on that. But uh, uh, you, oh, you were talking about the marijuana. I was making fun of that. You know, <laughs> I wasn't talking about marijuana. You were talking about not being able to feel your face. Same thing, right? Excuse me. You turned it into a marijuana thing. I was like, okay, this man is so enamored with this woman that he's like high on life or high on love, and that way he couldn't feel his face. That's where I was going with it, but no, you went right to the cannabis. No, actually, I've seen the video on that, and what happens is, uh, and you know, the weekend goes up to this woman, and he's like singing to her, and she's like totally repulsed by him, so she gets out her, her can of mace, and she just hits him in the face with, I can't feel my face, uh-oh. Oh, he does not. That is not how that video goes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> No, it's not. That's exactly how it goes. He walks up to that woman. Stop. She gets him right in the face. Oh, I can't feel my face. Boom, 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 boom. And then he walks away, you know, and then she kicks him in the butt. Okay, yeah, that's not how that video goes at all. <laughs> that's ex- 6.43. That's exactly. No, what? Oh, it's exactly how it goes. What are you talking about? You, hey, I remember. I'm the YouTube guy, right? I'm the YouTube yeah, guy. Yeah, but I saw the video, and that's not how it goes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Got it, got oh, it. Oh, that must be the, the BV What's that? Brad version. BV? No, this is the regular version. No, it's not. Oh, you know what I saw the other day? Which, I will put what? Uh, you know, I, I saw the, the, the song we're playing, um, one of the naughty songs, Nelly and what's her name? Uh, he does a duet with her, sort of a slow song. Um, and I saw the video to that. And man, he looks like. Oh, when she goes Nelly and. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love you. Ooh, 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 I love you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That one. Yeah, you know I'm talking about. I like that song. I love Nelly. Anyway, he looks like my daughter had a, a crush on him when she was in high school. He looks like he's like twelve in that video now. 
And I think he's still on. He probably was. I think he's still on Dancing with the Stars. I think he's done real well so far in Dancing with the Stars. I know he's gone through you know through three or four levels already. And, really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing it's it's. Suppose he's pretty good. I mean, he's he's much better than than who, who was who was spicy. Remember <laughs> Trump's first press secretary, Sean Spicer. Remember he was on there and 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 everybody made fun of him. Is he a white guy? Oh yeah, yeah. Sean Spicer. Don't you remember? He was the guy that <laughs> white white men can't jump. Oh no, 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 no. What are you saying? You saying white men can't dance? No. Well, tell, there's that. Tell but that white men. Tell that. Yes. The, tell, actually, that's exactly what I'm well, saying. Tell that to Fred Astaire. I mean, he's no longer with us. But, oh, I know, but I mean, the guy could dance. He was. He was an anomaly. You know, he was just. Did you know that he Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers? Do you know that Ginger Rogers had her legs? insured or was that Greta Garbo no it was I the, can't remember but was, a lot of the a lot of the um did you know that you can do that you can insure the part of your body that brings you in you know that's your livelihood oh I, well I, what are you talking about my vocal cords are, are insured for ten dollars <laughs> ten dollars <laughs> yeah you must have got that a long no, time ago I don't think that you, I think that you can't do that anymore because the company that used to do that was Lloyd's of London and they got into all sorts of financial trouble. And I think they stopped. Oh, did they? I, well, yeah, I think they stopped doing that kind of stuff where you did the goofy, goofy stuff. But that was Because I remember Christy McAuliffe, wasn't she the teacher? Christy McAuliffe. That went to, um, that with the Challenger? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she actually, um, that was a big brouhaha that she had actually gotten a million dollar policy from Lloyd's of London before she went up. Did she really? Uh huh. Wow. Okay. Smartest woman in the world says Nelly is not the typical I can dance black man. He barely dances. I've never seen it, but supposedly every week he, he keeps good and going forward. You know. That's because he's Nelly and everybody likes him. Well, I don't know. That could be. I mean, you know, who doesn't like Nelly? You know? Exactly. Who doesn't like Nelly? I know I sit there and I say this, but you know, um, Air Force Ones. Yeah. You know that song? Right. I was sitting there and I was listening to it. Yeah. And I'm like, Tiffany, I heard this song by Nelly. How cute is it that he's honoring Air Force One, that he's honoring the president's plane? And she's like, Mom, they're tennis shoes. I'm like, no, but you don't understand. She's like, no, Mom, they're tennis shoes. Shelly, Shelly. Yes. You you complain sometimes that people hear you on the air and they think, does that girl have a brain in her head? And then you say stuff like that, which is like, and then the people go like, uh, maybe she's got a little brain in her head. <laughs> so you I thought, can't help it. You it's thought it was like a, a Shelly thing. You thought it was a tribute to the 747 that the president flies around in? <laughs> Ooh, yes. Now, now I'm in trouble. Now I, when Shelly gets silent, that means she's mad. No, I was processing what you were saying because I could barely hear you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And by the way, speaking what? of that... I mean, what? all the aviation buffs are like are like all a buzz today because you know why? No, doesn't happen very often. But when he was out, I think in Arizona, one of his uh, one of his uh, uh, rallies, 
a and they st- I still can't find what kind of plane it is, but a plane violated the TFR, the temporary flight restrictions. Oh, really? Yes. And and NORAD scrambled some F-16s. And, oh no, they didn't. Yes, and the F-16s went in and and essentially in formation. And well, no, not in formation. Not when they're going after something like this. They fly like like bats out of hell. You know, they're we're talking afterburner most of the way. And uh, they intercepted the plane and they shot the flares off at the plane. You know. Know, like you know, the, and yes, and at yes. first, first they tried to communicate with the plane, and the plane wouldn't communicate. And then they they essentially flew right in front of it, and the guy fired his 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 uh, you know anti uh, what they call it, you know that essentially the flares are far uh, too yeah uh, uh, they're, they're a warning. Well, no, they're the flares are are, are pur- purposely far uh, uh, you know uh, interdicting uh, missiles at them. You know, heat seeking missiles. That's the flares are, are essentially a countermeasure. So and, oh really? Yeah, that's what they're for. I mean, I know that, but yeah, that's what they're they for. Did that? Yeah, they fired the flares off. And the interesting thing was that it was so close that Trump was actually on stage talking and the jet and he's like saying like, hey, yeah, well, listen to that jet sound, the sound of sound of freedom, you know, and stuff like that. And it apparently I don't know if the guy who whatever plane it was, I'll see if I can find an updated story. Apparently the guy who was flying the plane had no idea where he was at or, or I don't know, maybe he was a Biden supporter. Who knows? And uh, essentially they escorted him down. And let me tell you, <laughs> I guarantee you that that guy had a, a, a stern talking to by the, uh, and they probably, what they normally do is they, a lot of times, make them go to uh, like an Air Force base. And then what you don't want to have happen is, and this is like sort of you know inside baseball kind of stuff, but you don't ever want to have that happen because the minute you hit the runway, the follow me truck comes out. You know what I'm talking about? No. There's a truck on the back, like at all, almost all the Air Force bases have this. There's a truck. It could be a Humvee or a Jeep or something like that. And it has a big sign on the back of it that says, follow me. And you are supposed to follow that vehicle. And then when you, when, and they take you to an interrogation center. And I they, bet they do. And they sit <laughs> you down because you know how I know this? Because one because of the, it happened to you? No, one of the guys I used to work with at the old KSOQ, John Larrabee, he accident. Oh, I like him. He accidentally landed at Scott Air Force Base one time. He got confused where he was. With Mid America. What? He got confused with Mid America. No, 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 no. He he was. This is when he was just learning how to fly. He thought. Oh. He thought he was at the Sparta Airport. You know, I mean, and like, yeah. you know, okay, the Sparta airports runways like, eh, I don't know, like, you know, a couple rocks and, and, you know, a light or two and the runways like, you know, uh, maybe 2000 feet long. And the, you know, the, the Scott Air Force Base runway is like, you know, uh, you know, 3000 feet wide and, you know, four miles long. I'm exaggerating, of course, but he didn't know where he was at. And he goes, he was thinking to himself, God, Sparta's got a great airport. What a beautiful airport this is. And as he, as he touches down, he sees like two or three of these vehicles, you know, on the, and, 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 you know, on the, on the, uh, the taxiways onto the, to the, uh, to the runway. And he's going like, holy cow, they let people drive their, their vehicles out here onto the, onto the runway. And, he, and then he realized, oh crap, I'm not at Sparta. And one of the trucks pulls out in front of him, follow me. And they took him to, you know, they took him to an interrogation center and sat him down and, you know, and they had some. Did they waterboard him? No, but they interrogated him. You know, I mean, he, he said he went on for like an hour. You know, and they're like, you know, no, you know, you know, they're asking, you know, okay, why, you know, and and he got reported to the FAA, 
and and they didn't take any action against him because his it, what happened was I mean this is back in the day nowadays everybody's yeah. got could you imagine what Homeland Security would do? Uh, well, well, you know, every once in a while, there's been stories of of like there was a story what, about four or five years ago that a big was a a C one forty one or something one of the big C fives uh, landed at the wrong airport someplace up in the northeast and they landed at an airport that had a relatively short runway and they didn't think they were going to be able to get the thing off the runway and they essentially you know drained a lot of the fuel out of it and took everything out of the plane that you know wasn't nailed down and the thing took off like a couple days later but that's that's not you know it's sort of weird that's not a, uh, that's you know all that unusual especially when you get out in the middle of nowhere because you know it's amazing that i have to look this up i saw the number recently and i'm going like holy cow there's like i'm going to say a number and i'm going to double check it I think in the United States, there's like five or 6,000 airports. And when you think about that, you go like, what? Five or 6,000 airports? You don't take into consideration that in some of them, especially when you go out west, that, I mean, there used to be that private airport right there at 70 and Mid-Rivers Mall. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, there was that private r- r- runway right there just north of the mall on the other side of 70. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and there was a hangar at one end. Some guy that owned it was a farmer and something like that. He had his own little plane. So anyway. Okay, the smartest woman in the world says type of civilian aircraft not identified. Well, I don't know. That's sort of weird. Maybe and that 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 means there might be something more to this story. It you know what? Hold on. She just said smartest woman in the world said, "Oh, but the pilot was identified as Hunter Biden." Oh my no, god. No, stop it. She didn't say that. <laughs> That hunter, man. He's up to no good. He's getting his dad in trouble every which way you look. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh-huh. It's 6.53. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Web address for our morning show is bsinthemorning.show. Not .com, but .show. And then, of course, there's the website for the radio station, westplex1071.com. Um, interesting article in C- on CNN.com this morning. Um, they have an interactive page here about the ability of taking photos while you vote. Why would somebody want to take photos while they vote? You've never done that before? No. Well, here's the interesting thing. It's illegal. Not in all states. Really? In, yeah, in most of the states, they have a chart here, and they have they have three different uh, colors. They have green, which is minimal restrictions, yellow, which is some restrictions, and then red, which is strong restrictions. And when I click on Missouri, it says you can take photos outside the location. You can take photos inside the location. But then there's a question mark. You might be able you might be able to take selfies with your ballot, and it says you can't share your marked ballot in Missouri. So the Secretary of State's office strongly discourages taking a photo of voting of yourself voting. You can take photos inside and outside polling places as long as one's privacy is disrupted. It's a misdemeanor to share your marked ballot in Missouri, and it's punishable by up to a year in prison or a maximum twenty five hundred dollar fine. Okay, wow. let's, let's pick another state. For, I'm just going to hit one what right next to it. Missouri? That's what that was Missouri. What do you oh, mean? Oh, that was it? Missouri. Yeah, it's Missouri. Yes. It always says you have to turn off your your cameras and phones. I'm reading one. You know, CNN. Now, you know, some people say, "Well, it's CNN. Don't believe anything you see on CNN." You know, you, yeah, if, they if, just want you to come out and <laughs> vote for Joe. But, yeah, but once again, if you read the if the article was on Fox, people would say the same thing. Well, it's Fox. Don't you know? Don't believe anything they put on Fox. Okay, let's pick another state here. Kentucky. 
Kentucky has, uh, you can take photos at polling places in Kentucky and of your ballot, but you need to make sure the ballot is blank. States like Kentucky don't allow photos of marked ballots to prevent vote buying. People could photograph their ballots and use them as proof to collect money for their vote. I never thought of that. How much do you think I could get for my ballot? (laughs) 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 Okay, let's pick a state, our our, our state to the east, Illinois, which is a red state. Strong restrictions, okay? Okay. not only can you not take photos inside a polling place in Illinois, you can't take photos of your marked ballot. Take note, mail-in voters. Even mail-in votes. See, that's interesting, too. I never thought about that. You can't, you know, you, not even at the polling place. You can't, if you got a mail-in vote or, uh, I guess, an absentee vote ballot as well, too, you can't take uh, pictures of that. And it goes on and says, why don't states like Illinois allow photos of marked ballots to prevent vote buying? People could photograph their ballots and use them as proof to collect money for their vote. Okay, let's pick another. Texas is another red state. Um, You can't take photos or record video within 100 feet of a polling place in Texas. If you vote by mail, you can take a photo of your ballot before you send it off, which is sort of interesting. Let's see another one that's forgotten the red. Uh, Georgia. What's Georgia say? You can't take photos of yourself voting in Georgia, so no selfies in the voting booth. You you also can't take photos inside a polling place. If you're voting by mail, however, there there are no restrictions. Georgia's election board has the power to fine violators up to $5,000. Wow. And let's look at a station, a state that has minimal. Let's pick Colorado. It's a green state. There are no state laws in photography at polling places in Colorado, but check before you snap. Local restrictions may apply to when and how you take photos. So anyway, I thought that was sort of interesting. I'll put that up on my Facebook page uh, because it's, you know, <laughs> once again, think about this for a minute. 30 years ago, there would no, there'd be no, no, you know, people would be like, take pictures at the polling place. Why would you do that? You know what, I mean? you know what I'm saying? I mean, I heard somebody the other day. I, would take a, I actually wanted to take a selfie, but it says no cameras, no, you know, nothing. I heard something the other day, and it was pretty interesting. A woman saying that, um, I can't remember. She said she was like in her mid-40s or something like that. And she said that there are six known photographs of her during her entire entire childhood. Okay? and And then she says... And my kids, I probably have 60 photos a day of my kids. <laughs> you know, you think about that, you know, but, but, you know, but part of that is the fact that back in the day, you know, I mean, people who were like, like, what? You bought film and you put it in a camera and then you had to take it someplace to get it developed and they printed it. Remember, remember uh, all the little photo kiosks? Was it Fox Photo? Remember the places little, little pop up in the yeah, parking lot? Yeah. You know, and you drop your film off. I mean, I see. Here's an interesting thing. This is this is going back to my flying days. The the places in at least you know this is going back know, a long time ago when I used to fly helicopters. Okay, when we flew out of an airport over, uh, you know, I, I still call it by state parks, but it's what downtown. Whatever. I call it by state parks too. Well, that's the old name of it, but now it's like downtown parks or something like that. They keep changing. It's like they changed the name of Lambert. It's no longer Lambert International. It's it's St. Louis Lambert International. Okay. It always has been. No, they changed it. It used to be Lambert International Airport, and they changed yeah. it to St. Louis Lambert International Airport. They did that like i think like within the year because of the fact that oh this has just been recently yeah yeah within the last year oh no 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 yeah yeah Yeah, see i wasn't there then st louis lambert international okay so anyway over at the airport there was this company that flew um one of the bigger cessnas i can't remember which which model it was um anyway all these and i can't remember who it was oh i think it was walgreens 
the they had these couriers who would drive around and they worked in the morning and they worked in the afternoon and and in the afternoon they would go around to all the wall the walgreens and pick up all the film rolls and then they would take them over to the airport and they'd load them they had these big bags they'd load them all onto this aircraft and they flew it somewhere like indiana or something like that and they uh, there was a, a company that worked all night to develop the films and then the plane would fly back in the morning with all the developed pictures and then the couriers would be back there in the morning and they would uh, pick up all the the bags of film and take them to the to the walgreens and um you know because of the fact that that you know these guys were were i mean just, you know boy things have changed you know you could just drive right onto the onto the tarmac and and you know yes the, you could pretty close to the runway you can't do that anymore you no know? you cannot <laughs> even at the small airports it's it's highly discouraged but uh, that was and and you know and then like i can tell you that when i first started my business we were in a in an office complex that right next to us was the uh, distribution center for usa today and at the time when usa today first started printing they had no printing plant here in the st louis area and what they would do is they would print it somewhere up in I want to say normal Illinois or something like that. I can't remember where it was. It was. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't. It, it was. It was somewhere up there because it would because this is the plant that served that served. You know, they had they, they located it on purpose because it served St. Louis, Chicago, and Indianapolis. It was sort of like in a in a place where you know they could ship the stuff out. Well, anyway, there was a big truck that would show up in the morning, and these uh, drivers, the couriers, would would line up around our building. I mean, sometimes like 70, 80 cars. And when the truck got there, everybody would start up their engines and you'd move forward. And, you know, and as the cars would approach, you know, these guys had their rear doors open. It was interesting because they had their rear doors open or they had like a they had like a tailgate kind of vehicle or something like that. The tailgate was open and as they drove up to the truck, you know, they would yell out how many papers and they would throw them into the their car and off these guys would go. And then they'd go deliver them to people's houses or to go to like they put them in the um, in the little, you know, display boxes you don't see anymore you know i'm talking about the newspaper boxes yes Yes. i miss those display boxes right right they were and do you you know the interesting uh, story about those those usa today boxes were made different than the other um um, the other newspaper boxes you know what you know why you know what they were trying to do i don't why they were made to look like a tv screen Really? Yes. The idea being is that that was the psychology of USA Today, that they put the, one of the papers in the big, you know, plexiglass area in front, the see-through area. Um, and, and the idea was it, it looked like a TV set. And the idea was USA Today was trying to say, hey, it's like just like TV. You know, you don't need the TV. You got USA Today. And, and these guys. And then the problem was sometimes if the weather was bad or if the plant got, you know, the printing plant got backed up. The truck didn't get here till like eight o'clock in the morning, so people didn't get their morning newspapers till like you know probably the earliest you know eight fifteen eight thirty places were close to where our office was, and you know if it was like downtown or like out in West County they didn't they didn't get their papers at like nine fifteen nine thirty, and then some days the truck didn't make it at all, so there were no papers, and we're like wow. And then they built this new huge printing plant, and they didn't have to worry about that anymore. Because then, you know, they they the the print the presses were done by like four o'clock in the morning, something like that. God, the newspaper business! I told you my sister was in the newspaper business for a long time. Um, you did. Yeah. How sad it is is it that the building that used to have the St. Louis Post Dispatch, and I think it was six floors, and the bottom floor used to be all printing presses, and they didn't print down there for a long time. They 
took the printing presses out there years ago. But the other five floors were like offices, and you know, and and where the you know the 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 writers and the editors and everything. And it got to the point where they were on one floor, and then they moved out. They're not even in their own building anymore. They've rented some space down the street. You know, I think there's like who did the post dispatch? Yeah, they're not in their building anymore. Matter of fact, uh, that's where uh, uh, what's his face uh, uh, Jack Dorsey has just been in the news. Who looks like Rip Van Winkle now? <laughs> did you see him yesterday? Rip Torn. Well, he's got this scraggly beard. You know, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm a beard guy. I have a beard myself. Okay, but I don't. You know, I trim it up. I mean, if it gets to be like a half inch long, man, that's long. Okay, but there's some of these guys that. You know, one have like the ZZ Top look. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. and he's they got do. he's got this long scraggly beard, and he looks like some kind of a weird cartoon character now. And supposedly, I heard two people talking about this yesterday. Supposedly, he has his nose pierced now. I'm going, okay, that's sort of weird. <laughs> you know, I, there are a lot of guys with pierced noses. At least that I've noticed. You notice any guys with pierced noses? Not too much. Yeah. No. I'm going like pierced nose on a dude. Come on, what is this? But you know why? You know why that is? If he's he's not, he's a dude, unlike me. He's a dude. I'm a dude X. Yes, Brad, we know. And there's a big difference between a dude and a dude X. Just like there's a difference between a Latino, a Latina, and a Latinx. If you're Latina, eh, no big deal. Latina, eh, no big deal. Latinx, you got it going on. I'm telling you. Just like me. I'm not a dude. I'm not a dudette. I'm a dude X. Takes me to the next level. Uh huh. Seven thirteen. <laughs> you want to back off of that one, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. So, have you going back to what we talked about the deal with the ballots? Have you ever taken a selfie at at the polling place? I have not because I didn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> and you know how hard that is for me, right? Uh, you know, you know what's interesting. I think uh, I think Tuesday, I think Tuesday is going to be. Like the Pope comes to St. Louis. You know what I'm saying? You think so? Like nobody's going to be out because they've already voted? Well, I think it's going to, I think around the country it's going to be, eh, no big deal. What they're up to, like, what I was reading last night, 70 million people have already voted. I mean, there's only like, I think there's only like 160 million registered voters in the country because you figure that, you know, you know, and people go like, well, how can that be? There's 330 million people in the country. Well, you figure that there's probably, what, 100 million of them that are kids under 18, right? Wouldn't you think like yes, a third yep. of the population is probably under 18, so they can't vote. And there's a lot of people, oh, my God, I got in trouble with and yeah, somebody uh, the other day, too, um, you know, telling me that my white privilege was showing. <laughs> yes, I got that too. <laughs> about about my about my my deal with 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 um um you know the voter suppression, and I'm going like okay, I don't get it, you know, I don't get it. I mean, because of the fact that the deal was well, a lot of people don't have cars. Yeah, and you know you know how you get a free ride to the polling place, or you, you get a free ride to the to you know register to vote. You call up one of the parties. The Democrats are especially known at this. I mean, I mean, Dave Glover talks about this. I've heard him talk about this several times on on a 97.1. His dad, his mom and dad were both staunch Democrats, and they literally would drive around on Election Day and walk, you know, call around the neighborhood and say, you got to you got to ride to the polling place. No. Well, what, what time you would be ready? We'll pick you up. He talked about sometime they made they made like 40 and 50, you know, trips to the polling place picking people up at their house and taking them to vote. 
you know so but i guess that's my white privilege showing that you know going like why are you into that shelly i'm gonna ask you are you are you into that do you understand that whole thing uh, what specifically are you what what specifically is the, the thing the whole thing that's come out of white privilege the fact that you and i have this privilege because we're white um see i i say i say there there are groups of people who have privilege i say it's female privilege women can get away with stuff that guys can't they always have because the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world i agree you know women can get away with stuff that you know women can do stuff guy you'd be in jail that is very true Woman, but on the flip side a man can be very uh assertive in his business and a woman can be assertive in her business but yet she's called different things well, it's just like there's a story. You know, he's an innovator and he's, you know, he's a mover and shaker and women aren't like that. Okay. Here, let me That's find not this. what they're called. Let me find this one story. Here's this one story. Okay. Sisters charged for allegedly stabbing store security guard 27 times after he told them to wear a mask. Okay. And then they dropped the charges because the prosecutor said, oh, you're women. Oh, well, no charges. That's not what happened. <laughs> Man, stop it! Life in jail. Women, you charge you you, you stab the security guard twenty seven times because you wouldn't. You know, he told you to wear a mask. Ah, yeah, you you know you know a hey, uh, it's a ticket. It's five dollars. Uh, send in five dollars and and you're fine. Man, life in prison. Well, there's probably a reason for that. There was probably extenuating circumstances. Making, but I'm going to go with seven seventeen. Female 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 privilege. You don't believe in. I actually do believe in female privilege. Yes, see, see, see. I do believe it's a thing. Yes. I see. I'm telling you, that's why. And 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 see, my new movement, the Dude X movement, we're going to uh-huh. fight for unequal rights. We're going to fight for the fact that if you're a Dude X, you can do practically anything except kill somebody and not get in trouble. That's what we're fighting for. Want to drive down a highway to 100 miles an hour like I do all the time? Yeah, it's okay because you're a Dude X. Forty. <laughs> I'm here. It's 718. Westplex 107.1, the new-voiced Miley Cyrus with her new... I actually think that she sounds lovely. Well, she doesn't sound a lot different. She's got a little bit more of an edge to her voice. If you don't know what we're talking about, she I heard her on Joe Rogan well, two, three weeks ago, where um, she talked about how she burnt her voice out singing all the time, plus too much drinking, too many cigarettes, and whatever else she smokes. And uh, she had to have surgery on her vocal cords, and it's changed her voice, made a little bit, a little bit more edgy you know what i mean is that what it did to your voice it totally changed my voice i had surgery. Yeah, i know but how did it change your voice i used to sound like this and oh you did I, not. I sounded just like this i said hey shelly you know and i'd go around you did not I'd, sound like i go around Brad. town I, I remember you back from the 70s and 80s i'd go around town applying at radio stations and the, and the, the, the guy the program director would say hey say a couple words for me let me hear what you sound like i said well i sound <laughs> i sound just like this i, I want to go in here i want to be on your radio station i want to talk on here i want to be a dj <laughs> i want to be a mic monkey it just changed my voice i told you the story but like after i had my surgery i had surgery yeah. at the mail clinic i told the story before and <laughs> on my voice and after after i had the surgery i was i had a week off so my first day back on the air was sunday and the next day i come in and my my immediate boss my program director he says he calls me in the office he says man i got something funny to tell you i go what's that and he goes uh, ted who was our general manager says ted called me at home this is like pre-cell phone days ted called me at home last night sunday night and he yelled at me 
I go, why did Ted yell at you? And he said, well, you know, I've got an agreement with Ted that I, I that he has to finally approve of anybody I put on the air. You know, if I like somebody and I have to go to him and Ted has to, you know, look at their resume and the whole bit. And, you know, because he's a general manager, it's his prerogative. And Ted called me up and yelled at me because I hired somebody new. There was a new guy on the air on Sunday and he didn't know about it. And my program director said, well, that's not a new guy. That's Brad. And Ted went, what? And he goes, yeah, that's his new voice. And Ted's like, what? And then later that day, I got called into Ted's office. You know, and Ted was this interesting character. He was a, you got there's so many things I learned from him. Um, he was a World War II vet, uh, fighter pilot for the British. He was born in England and was a RAF Spitfire fighter pilot. You know, and if you know the history of uh, fighter pilots in England, they had a life expectancy of about six months. And, you know, the Brits got into World War II back in like 39 or something like that. They were in two years before we, before Pearl Harbor. So he had this gruff English accent and he calls me in his office. He says, Brad, I, I, I can't believe it's you. Your voice has totally changed. And he says, I have to be honest with you. I think I like your old voice better. <laughs> so, but he didn't let you go, did he? No, 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 no. He, 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 man, he got mad at me a couple of times. Boy. Boy, when you when 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 you know when you when he got mad, man, the bloodies were left and right. You know, you bloody, you you bloody, blah blah blah, bloody, and and bloody followed by the f word. If you really got him riled, you know, he would you know, bloody, boop, boop, you know, bloody f. You know what I'm saying? And boy, man, if you got that, whoo, you know, you were you were your head was on the chopping block. You know, you you were you were close to getting you know the the the, the kick out the door into the elevator shaft. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know, it was interesting. Kick out the door into the elevator shaft? Yeah, yeah. yeah we, <laughs> That's we had, funny. We had these goofy elevators. And, you know, I told you the story. The building I worked in is now the county jail. <laughs> you know, it's to the point where, where I tell people, uh, you know, hey, I used to, where I used to work was now the county jail. And I go, and there's still people that I work with that are still at that address, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I, I bailed. I think I told you. I told the story. I bailed because I used to be, once again, I was a police dispatcher when I was in college. And I knew, you know, I knew the procedures, you know, because I booked prisoners. That was part of what we did. I worked for a small department and I'd book the prisoners and, you know, because we didn't have a jail, you know, and we didn't have a holdover cell. I mean, literally, they would handcuff guys to the desk. That's how they, you know, they had a, they had like this, this, this like loop that was bolted into the desk in the squad room and they would bring the guys in and they would sit them down and they'd handcuff them to the desk. And that was our holding cell. And then when, you know, we processed them, you know, I'd, I'd do the paperwork or the other dispatchers would, and then they would, you know, the police would take them down to the county jail and all the paperwork. So anyway, I used to, I, and so the, the, my boss found out about this. So anytime anybody, one of our guys that we worked with got thrown in jail, I was the guy who went to get him out because I knew the system. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I was, you know that there's actually, it's, it's not on anymore, but there was a, a show called Life on Mars. Yeah. And it was about um, a radio station. No, I'm sorry, that's us. It was about a police station back in the 70s and 80s. It is. It, it it's it, it was a lovely, lovely little show. Life on Mars. I've never heard of it's that. It's called Life on Mars. Is that like was that like on 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 Netflix or something like that? Uh, no, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, I'll have to look that one up. I'll have to look that one up. Okay. Um, Something here. Da, 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 da. Okay. Were you ever a Girl Scout? I was. Okay. I'm going I was to... a brownie too. Okay, I'm gonna read you a story headline 
and I want you to react to this, okay? Okay. Girl Scouts delete social media posts congratulating Amy Comey Coney Barrett on Supreme Court appointment. And I'll read you the first the first paragraph. Why? The Girl Scouts of America deleted a social media post on its official Twitter and Facebook pages Wednesday evening congratulating Amy Coney Barrett on her appointment to the Supreme Court. Because they had all sorts of women who complained and one of them was uh, one of them was one of the squad ladies. Uh, Here's one person. She says uh, she this is this was her uh, this was her uh, retweet and her comment on the original tweet. I already felt uneasy as a trans person in this organization, but now I really understand that this message that the Girl Scouts really does not support me or my trans LGBTQ siblings. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, uh, here's another one. Girl Scouts of USA is a non-political. Oh, this is when they took they took it down. Uh, Girl Scouts of USA is a non-political part, non-partisan organization. We are neither red nor blue, but Girl Scout green. We are here to lift up girls. And the official thing says earlier today. This is the Girl Scout uh, tweet. Uh, tweet after they put the original one up earlier today we shared a post highlighting the five women who have been appointed to the supreme court it was quickly viewed as a political and partisan statement which was not our intent and we have removed the post and then there was one there was one um Uh, another woman wrote i'm glad to see the organization supports all women both liberal and conservative Uh, one conservative woman pointed out that she didn't trash the girl scouts when i didn't agree with things that they were against my beliefs Uh, and there's one of them was um, God, I can't. I saw it before. Everybody needs to just relax. I know. Is everybody wound too tight or what? I mean, and, seriously. And, and what's interesting is, if you look at the original post, the original post is actually sort of cool because it's got the five women who have been on the Supreme Court since the Supreme Court was founded in 1789. And it has really cool, it's got a green background, it's got a little Girl Scout emblem on it, and it's got a picture of Sandra Day O'Connor, she's in a little circle, and then there's Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Sonia Sotomayor, and then Elena, Elena Kagan, and then Amy Coney Barrett. And it's like, it's like, okay, I don't get it. Okay, I'm, I'm unfamiliar, but are those all Republicans, or were there some Democrats thrown in there? Well, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was very liberal, so she was a Democrat. Uh, Sandra Day O'Connor, I think she was more conservative. Supposedly, Elena Kagan and Sonia, Sotomayor, uh, Sonia Sotomayor are both uh, liberals, so you consider them to be Democrat. But see, here's my whole thing. You so know, how is that? If they if they highlighted all five from both parties. Okay, but here's here's my read understand. here's my read on situation. Okay. As you, as a woman, are you a woman first and a conservative and 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 or uh, um, liberal second? Are you a liberal conservative first and a woman second? Get me what I'm personally? saying? Yeah. What? What? Do I'm you, a woman first. That, see, that's and, and see, that's to me. I mean, first off, here's the hierarchy of things. Okay, you're a human being. I'm a human being. We have that in common, right? Well, thank you for noticing that, Brad. <laughs> we both are American citizens. We have that in common, right? Yes. We both live in the state of Missouri. We have that in common, right? Correct. See how much we have in common? You know, and I mean, and people... Who would have thunk? Well, no, but what I'm saying is... We don't act like we have anything in common. It gets to the point where you see these people talking about, like, you know, you can't, like, like, you know, 
I, I, you know, I know I get in trouble every time I bring this up, but, but when you come continue to subdivide, you know, who we are, you know, it used to be, you know, you were, you were gay. Well, then it was uh, lesbian gay. Then it was lesbian gay and transsexual. Then it was uh, lesbian gay, uh, LGBTQ. Uh, that was, I, and, and then they start, you know, I, A, and I'm going, okay. And not only this, I'm thinking to myself, okay. Since when does what you do in the bedroom define you? Okay, I mean that may be sound weird, but when... I can't believe you just said that. That was very bold. <laughs> well, but but think about that for a minute. I mean, like I don't think of myself as a heterosexual. I think of myself as as you know, a first off, a dude. Actually, I'm a dude ex. Uh, and then I think of myself as 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 a father because I have four kids. And, uh, you know, and even though my kids would probably, you know, roll their eyes when I say that, I take that very seriously because, you know, if anything would happen to any of my kids, bang, I'm gone, I'm there, you know, whatever happens. Okay. So then I move down, you know, the, the hierarchy and I'm going like, okay, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a broadcaster, you know, I have a journalism degree. I've, I've sworn off my journalism degree because it's useless now because nobody practices journalism. Um, you know, and I go down the, lately. I go down the pecking order of things and like probably the thing that's like 42nd on the list would be, and I'm a heterosexual, you know, I'm going like, okay, you know, I, I just, and, and to the point where I think that the more you divide yourself, the more you say, well, I'm a blah, 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 you know, I'm a, you know, and even to the point where, where, when you have the situation where, you know, you have like the, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I've got, I could, I could tell a story, but I get in trouble because somebody I know might probably listen to this and, and know exactly what I'm talking about. But I had a situation that, um, someone that I knew was Catholic and they were going to marry a Jewish guy. And oh my God, the Catholic person's mother just went ape crazy. You know, oh my God. But the Jewish mother didn't? Well, but see, there's that side of the equation too. And I'm going like, okay, look, I get it. But the same token, you know, when you fall in love with somebody, you know, sometimes it's not, it's not, you know, the person that, is like you. I mean, I, I kid about this all the time that there's, you know, the, remember there was the, the, you know, uh, uh, you know, the whole dating thing where people go, I want to find somebody just like me. I'm going like, why? You know, why, you know, you, you know, you want to have a clone. You want to like, you know, you know, date and, and fall in love and marry a clone. You know, I mean, you know, what's, I mean, sometimes what's the old stupid things, opposites attract that kind of stuff. You know, I don't know. Heritage is, is very important, Brad. So you agree with the fact that if I'm like a Catholic, I should marry a Catholic, and if I'm a if not I, necessarily, if I'm a Lutheran, but I know that heritage is very important to people who are um, uh, very strong in their faith, okay, whatever that faith may be. But let's go back to the caveman, okay? Let's go way back to the caveman where there was no religion, or at least that we don't know. I mean, you know, I mean there there may have been, but. You know, I mean, the caveman, you know, you know, B.C., before Christ, whatever, uh, the caveman was was like he was looking for, you know, what was the woman looking for? She's looking for a guy to go out and bring back food, you know what I mean, and protect her. And what was the what was the guy looking for? He was looking for somebody to cook up the food, you know, and, and, and clean the cave out. You know what I'm saying? A symbiotic relationship. Right. And they weren't they weren't Republicans. They weren't Democrats. <laughs> you know, they weren't Americans or whatever, because for the most part, they had no idea where they lived. You know, think about you them. don't know that you don't you don't know anything about them. I'm, you know, I, I, I deal with a couple of them on a daily basis. What, you uh, what Neanderthals? <laughs> yes, I do deal with a couple of Neanderthals on a daily basis. <laughs> 
So don't tell me I don't know cavemen. <laughs> I can't. You know, oh, yeah, here it is. Which, the Geico commercial with the caveman. Yeah. That was, those were my fi- my favorite commercials. Okay, here's 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 the here's the squad member. Uh, Representative Ayanna Presley, Democrat, Massachusetts, tweeted, What kind of patch does one earn for uplifting a woman who is the antithesis of justice? How can you say that? How can you say, here's a woman, and even to the point where that got a little bit more press this week, where that guy, the black professor of some Boston University or something like that, made fun of of, uh, of ACB because of the fact that she that she uh, uh, had adopted the two was the two Haitian kids, and and essentially he was saying that she was just uh, essentially being like the plantation owner, you know, who adopted the black he didn't kids. Say that about Angelina Jolie. Uh, but you know, well, it's like remember the story we had. Remember the story we had about how how uh, uh, it was about a month or so. Remember we talked about this that uh, that uh, um, Kamala Harris uh, wore. She was someplace. Oh, I know where she was. She was out in California, and they were going through some of the areas. That oh, were, where are we? No, she was out in California, oh. about, and they, and she was walking through some of the areas that. that the, remember, the controversy was that she was at somebody's house that had burnt down, and um, and they showed pictures of of what was left of the house, but some people identified it as their house, and they were all upset because of the fact that that they couldn't get into the area, but she could. You know, the, in other words, the homeowners were barred from getting into the area, but she, as a politician, got into the area and walked around, and they took pictures of her looking at all this burnt-out stuff, and she had on Timberland boots. Remember that? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and there was all this comment about, oh, she's got such a sense of, of fashion, and she's going she's gonna to bring back Timberland boots. And then there was like a post about a year ago where Melania Trump showed up at some event, you know, in Timberland boots, and she got made fun of. People, oh, she's wearing Timberland boots. How low class. It's kind of like, okay, hold on a minute. So it's okay. It's like Kamala Harris wears Timberland boots, and it's like she's a fashion trend, you know, fashion plate. And uh-huh. Melania, Melania Trump wears fa- Timberland boots, and she's she's like, you know, she's like the scourge of the earth. And the interesting thing was that I read somewhere that, like, in certain parts of, like, New York City, that, that that's like everybody wears Timberland boots. It's like, okay, so what's this? This is no big deal, you know. God, so Timberland weird. boots used to be very, very big back in the eighties. Did you have them? I did. You still don't have? You have any of them? I do. Really? Do you ever wear them? I do. Huh? So do 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 people uh, you know say to you if you know if if you say if you wore your Timberland boots and you say I'm a Democrat and the, the people go Oh my God, Shelly, you're a fashion trend and and if you say Well, I'm actually a Republican. <laughs> oh my God, Shelly, you're the world's worst person. You know who would wear Timberland boots anymore? Right? Is that what happens? I think they're cool. <sighs> okay. I'm sorry, I do. No, I don't, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying, I'm just taking you're a just, breath. You're just, <sighs> I'm 744. Ta- I'm just taking a breath, you know. You know, I mean, you, you know. You never just take a breath. Now, Your breaths are always with intention. Now that I'm a dude X, I see the world in a different light. Uh-huh. 744. Westplex 107.1, thank goodness for the edited version of that song. <laughs> You're not kidding. <laughs> you ever heard the the regular version of that song? Um, I have. Yeah, it's a, quite a bit different than the one we play. Okay. A little bit. Um, but it's still a lovely song. 7.54, BS the Morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Uh, we have <laughs> Pinky and Stripes are in more trouble. Have you heard about this? No. 
They were they were really nice. We met Pinky and Stripes. If you don't know who we're talking we about, we did. Talking I was so excited, actually. Patty and Mark McCluskey. Quite frankly, I don't I don't blame them, but that's Ooh, I'm not going to. You're going to get that. yourself in trouble Go with on. that. Okay, you know why they're in trouble? Uh uh-uh. uh The picture they're giving out. They sign these autographed pictures. The picture they give out was uh, 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 allegedly. Let's call it that way. Allegedly, a picture from a UPI photo. One of the press What's, photos. United Press International. Oh, okay. And supposedly they didn't have copyrights to the picture. And if you know what happens is they go around and they sign. Matter of fact, they should know better than that. They're attorneys. Well, but there's another side of that coin is that they, just exactly what you said, that they're like, well, we're attorneys. Sue us. You know? And by the same token, they really didn't give UPI um approval to take a picture of them right we don't know i mean this is this what they're saying the article talks about it says upi looks at photo copyright issues with mccloskey's greetings cards greeting cards and it says the news service is pondering whether to send a cease and desist order to the couple because of their use of a upi photo for a greeting card so in other words upi is going well i don't know and but once again the problem with this is that you know if you sue an attorney, it doesn't cost them anything to defend themselves. But when they counter sue you, that's when it costs you money. You get what I'm saying? And I do. And not only this, that this is like a hot button issue. So maybe UPI is going like, hey, we don't want to get involved in this fray because of the fact that the collateral damage could make them look sort of funky. You know what I'm saying? I do. So... <laughs> And, and it's not a greeting card. It's it's a, a fan card. Well, Shelly and I met them almost two weeks ago. Uh, Which, they were lovely. And and you know what? He couldn't have been a nicer guy. He, I know. He and was, she, you know, she... She just talked like a normal person. She, he was very cordial, and, and he was, and, as was she. And I'm telling you, people were in line to meet them. Yes, they were, and get a picture with them, and get an autographed card. Now, I know there are people out there right now who are rolling their eyes, going, "Oh my God, I feel sorry for those people." You know, I mean, like, and and it was a moment. Well, all all I can say is that uh, <laughs> I took the picture. You know, they gave me the signed picture, and then I took the picture, took a picture of the signed card, and I sent it to, uh, shall we say, a couple people who uh, hate the McCluskeys, <laughs> who think they're terrible people. And it was interesting the responses I got back. I'm sure that it was. Yeah, they people were going like, you know. What you? They're signing cards. Yeah, we we got a selfie with them too. Oh man, I'm telling you, <laughs> the selfie I should have taken was me and Mike Pence. You know, and that would have been another one. You know, nowadays if I would have sent that out, hey, here's that's true. Here's me and Mike Pence. You know, four years ago, people go, I mean, God, I can't believe you got that close to him. Did you get COVID nineteen? That's because I wasn't there. Well, no, it was four if years. If I ago. would have been there, I'd be like, oh my gosh, let's take a selfie. Well, I mean, you know, the whole political thing, you know, and, and it came out yesterday. But one I'm of, not political. Well, so. one, of the, one of the states, well, was one of the states, can't remember what a state is, they had a, a Supreme Court ruling or something like that, that they can count the votes, the mail-in votes, nine days after the election. So in other words, for nine days after the election, 
any votes that still come in, I can't remember what state it was, they can still count the votes. I'm going like, okay, everybody's talking about next Tuesday's. Doesn't the Electoral College kind of... Uh... Well, they don't, they don't certify that till sometime, I think, in December or something like that. But, but, okay. uh, but, but once again, it's like, okay, this election's never going to end. You know what I mean? It's going to be... It's really not. <laughs> we're thinking, nope. okay, it's, you know, hey, it's next Tuesday, and it, it'll be over. No, it, but it depends on what happens. If it's a landslide, I still say, I still say Biden's going to win. Biden's going to, you know, he's going to win. Why, I, I don't think so. Oh yeah, I think he's going to win. You know, I mean, and, okay. and 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 you know, once again, a tale of two candidates. One candidate, you know, has a press conference where he talks to you know reporters and he answers four questions, and then Trump, you know, you know, you know. Rah, 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 yeah. rah, rah, rah. He'll, he'll, so, do you think that we should start taking bets now? I don't want to take any bet because I I want to take your money because I know I know I know Biden's going to win. Oh, okay, so let's just make it a friendly little wager. Standard bet? No, you think you think Trump's going to win, right? I do. He doesn't have a chance. Doesn't have a chance. You know. Okay. It's you know you know it's it's ten bucks. It's it's two. Look at it this way: it's two old white guys against an old white guy and a younger uh, you know lady of color. Okay, right there. You know, give your odds on that. You know, ten okay. to one, Biden. Yeah. You know. Because no, who's going to? But he also has dementia, and I hope that people understand. Who's going to? Who's going to vote? Who's going to vote for two for two old white guys? Nobody. Well, you know? they need to really investigate. I mean, Mike Pence has clearly, you know, shown his shown what he can do and what he will do and what he can do. Um, there, here, I'll give you an example. This is how I know. Okay, I know that that. You ever go to like some of these coffee shops where, or you know, like some like little breakfast places where there's like a table of like ten old dudes, you know, talking about yes. you know what, what yes. it was like. Those in, would be retired FAA people. <laughs> what was like in World War One, <laughs> that kind of thing. I mean, I was I was in a, in a restaurant recently and was listening to these guys and they're talking, and and everything was like, oh, that Kamala, she's a babe, going to vote for her, and he's all the all old dudes. Yeah, they're voting for her, <laughs> not well, him. Well, that's like Charlemagne the God. This is like the Harris Biden ticket. Well, that's what Charlemagne the God said. Remember, Charlemagne the God said said uh, uh, it was last week, the week before. He's not voting for Joe Biden. He's voting for Kamala. Okay, think about that for a minute. You know, I mean, like you can't vote for her. You know, in the I I think I remember remember telling you that that back way back when that the way it was that. The person who uh, was the president got the most votes, and the person who was the vice president got the second most votes. I think that's the way it was. So it was like if, you know, you were pretty much, you know, unless there were a bunch of people. Um, and by the way, I shouldn't say this. Have you seen the, this this Joe Jorgensen lady, the lady who's running for um, um, uh, president on the um, uh, libertarian ticket? No. She's hot. Because that's what's important. And she's a doctor. She's got an MD. I'm thinking to myself, man. Ooh. At least she's not an attorney. <laughs> she's she's a hot doctor. I'm going like, damn. I'm going to vote for hot her. Docs. Hot yeah. docs. Yeah, but but nobody but nobody you know nobody even pays attention to her. Matter of fact, it's funny. She was in the news. You know why she was in the news? She was in the news no. because there was some TV kids TV program where they were explaining how how the the uh, the the you know the uh, you know the political system the election system works in the United States for electing presidents. And they talked about it. and there's only two parties. And she's going like, hey, what? Oh, here I am, libertarian. I'm on the ballot in all 50 states. What do you mean there's only two parties? And then, you know, and, and I agree with her. It's to the point where the, the press just, you know, it's just like, you know, here's the press pays as much attention to, to uh, um, you know, to her and the third party as they do to Hunter Biden. You know what I mean? If it wasn't for Fox, nobody would know. And, and not only that, where is Hunter Biden? 
okay? Where is Joe? (laughs) No, we know where Joe is from day to day. But where's Hunter Biden? You know, it's like the guy like disappeared off the face of the earth. Where is he? You know, don't you think? And and what's interesting about that is think about this for a minute. okay? and this is my journalism thing coming out. okay? you can't tell me that the press has this incredibly left bias because of the fact that, a, even though people are going like, eh, that that that, you know, that Hunter Biden thing's no big deal. You know, I had somebody the other day say 60 poll said 60 percent of the people could care less about the Hunter Biden thing. Well, mainly because nobody knows about it. But the other point of that is, is that. Once again, they chased Trump for what? How many years on a dossier that turned out to be totally fabricated? That, that uh-huh. he was having you know these these weird sexual encounters with women in hotel rooms in Russia, and he did this and he did that, and they investigated, and it was all BS, and none of it was uh-huh. true, you know. But and but, but once again, here's this guy, this Tony Bubliani guy, whatever his name, Bublinsky, uh, Bublinsky, whatever his name is, who comes forward with, you know, records. And to the point where, you know, once again, he, he voluntarily got interviewed. And I don't know if you know the whole crazy story. He he said, because Adam Schiff came after him, and Trump, or and not Trump, uh, Biden made some disparaging remarks. Joe Biden, that guy, he's a liar. And and this this Tony Bubulinski guy essentially said, okay, look, I'm going to let, you know, Adam Schiff, I'll let you retract your statement. Joe Biden, I'll let you retract your statement. If you don't retract your statement, I'm going I'm going public with all the information I have. And they didn't. So that's when he came out the night of the debate last week and did the press conference, which like only Fox covered. And he's got emails, you know, and they pretty much corroborated that all the stuff that was on that hard drive or that computer that, you know, that that uh, that Hunter Biden turned in that repair shop. And people are going like, OK. Why, you know, how stupid do you have to be to turn in a laptop that's got all this stuff? I'm going like, well, I think we've already sort of proven that that Hunter is not the most, uh, shall we say, um, conscientious kind of guy, you know? You know, all the crazy stuff he's got involved with, you know, the, the personal things and, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, Joe Biden's handler has said, Hunter, you need to get lost for you know go off the grid for a while i but you know what i shouldn't tell you this i know where he's at no you don't i know where he's at i know where he's at okay i saw him in the basement with his dad i saw him the other night you did not i I saw him the other night you know where they have whatever you you know they have him at where's the lead the last place you would expect him to be um at a Republican... No, 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 no. He was working the drive-thru at the, at the White Castle on Natural Bridge. Of I went course there. he yeah. was. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. It not. was him. It was Hunter Biden. I saw him. I go, okay. Are you... Look, are, it's 8.05. I said, I said, are you Hunter Biden? Shh, shh, shh. I go, I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah, tell... Yeah, because this is a place to to, to uh, hide out is St. Louis. Right, right, right. And, and When we're in the national news almost every flipping well, day. He's right down the street from the airport, so if he has to make a quick getaway, he just, you know, jumps in his rental car and just, you know, goes a mile mile west and he's at the airport. So, I, seriously, and I and I said to him, I said, are you Hunter Biden? And he goes, yeah, be quiet, be quiet. And I go, oh, God, it's you, isn't it? And he said, don't you tell anybody. And I said, well, what are you going to do to make me uh, not tell anybody? He says, I'll give you an extra French fry. Deal. Okay. Um, It's (laughs) 8.06. We're done for the day. We are. Thanks to our sponsors, um, Angie Harness with Keller Williams Realty, Caleb Hunter with Salt River Automotive, Scott Ellinger with The Brass Rail, 
thanks so much. And Jeff Lang with the Jeff Lang Insurance Agency, powered by AmFam. And what about so guys? Well, um, well, thank we, you so much for supporting us, so we can sit there and have BS every single day. We've got a new sponsor. Who's that? I want to thank the newest sponsor of the show, White Castle, for giving Hunter Biden a job at the Natural <laughs> Bridge location. So, you know, because you know nobody else would hire him, so he's working the drive-through. Hey, if you don't believe me, Natural Bridge—you know what I'm talking about? You know, the—that's one of the <coughs> famous White Castles where Natural Bridge splits between the east and the westbound lanes, yes. right in the middle there. It's the place to go. I'm telling you, Hunter Biden. You know, working the night. I don't think he's there during the days. He's yeah, there he at nights. Stand out there at all? Yeah, he's there at nights. Yeah, he's working that drive-through. Yeah. Everybody you know, have a great day. It's eight oh seven. Yeah, and when and when you order it, he'll say like, you know, would you like would you like a, a Democratic ballot with that uh, with that order? Yeah, <laughs> put put one in there. That's what he says on the speaker. I mean, he's you know he's working the drive through. I'm telling you, you, don't believe me. Okay, we're done. Have a great day, Brad.